Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Has the news in 2021 already made it feel like the bottom is falling out of your world? Well, what won't help that? is your own bottom falling out of anything, so you may as well pop it into something comfortable, and while you're on the edge of your seat watching the state of things, at least that seat will feel real, real snug. British boxers make classic and crazily comfy underwear and loungewear, from knickers to slippers, dressing gowns to PJs, boxers, face masks, and, um, even dog bandanas. Well, dog's got a lounge too, right? British boxers manufacture all their products with minimal waste, all environmentally friendly-like, and pay all their workers properly for creating them too. Basically, they're a properly nice, ethically sound bunch, and my own butt would sing their praises, but let's be fair, no one wants to hear that on a podcast. Check out their range at british-boxers.com, and as a listener to the Partly Political Broadcast, and if you use the code PARPOLBRO15 when you check out, you'll get a sweet 15% off too. Yes, that's right, I'm now in the pockets of Big Pyjama, and honestly, I couldn't be more comfortable. I'll keep this brief, because that's also what they make, so head to british-boxers.com, because not everything has to be pants in a bad way. Hello and welcome to the Partly Political Broadcast, the comedy politics podcast that says any day can be Freedom Day if you forget to put a wash on and have to go to the shop's commando. I'm Tiernan Duyeb and this week as more than 1,200 scientists have condemned the government for lifting all Covid restrictions in England this week saying we are a danger to the world that I think that is unfair as we're just trying to be a global Britain and it's not our fault that we never specified just what we'd be exporting everywhere. I guess infamy is still a kind of fame, right? Ah, freedom. Can you believe it? Can you smell it? That whiff in the air of sheer freedom for all of England. Or maybe that's just everyone's breath you can now smell as people choose not to wear masks and embrace their choice to deeply inhale and exhale COVID instead. We might soon no longer have the freedom to protest or the right to free healthcare or to shelter or food. But don't you worry, because England here has full freedom to not wear a mask depending on where you are. Or to walk uncomfortably close to people you don't know, which wasn't really nice pre-pandemic. Or to have overpacked weddings with all those family members and work colleagues that you never really liked and now have to pay for an extortionate meal for, only to hear them complain about how it wasn't as good as their wedding for weeks and weeks after. We only like our freedom in a limited and specific way in England, of course. The day we full Brexited was hailed as freedom too, but as time has passed, we've now realised it was only in the way it freed some people from their lifelong trade that's now no longer viable, or freed people from the hassle of having to choose where they might like to live and work in the world. 
So again, with COVID cases at 50,000 a day and rising, along with hospitalisations and deaths, and still a third of adults to be fully vaccinated, what exactly is this freedom that we're now getting? Is it liberating us from the worry of catching COVID, because now we definitely will and there's no avoiding it? For those who are shielding, maybe it's the freedom from the burden of existence, which will surely end if they want to do anything at all. Is it that by having many people go back to work with restrictions lifting, even if they don't feel safe, that indeed work makes you free? I'm sure I've heard that somewhere before. Can't quite put my finger on it. Freedom from the stress of costs or having to plan a holiday abroad as many other sensible countries ban our little plague island from visiting them with gifts. Or maybe for all those who've insisted that Covid is a hoax and that 150,000 people were so dedicated to pranking that they died just to convince us to take that in practical jokers because you're just not trying hard enough. Maybe for those conspiracy theorists, though, this is freedom to investigate the truth for themselves and see which of their family members are in on the gag and will die just to string them along too. Maybe it's freedom for the government, who can now spend all that time they did after use pretending to care about the safety of people, to now do more useful things like give vast swathes of taxpayers' money to friends to fail to do a job or ask donors to pay for six golden pedal bins for the office. Possibly we'd be looking at this all wrong and it's just freedom for COVID. For too long we've been restricting what and where the virus can go and now by being a truly tolerant and accepting society we're allowing a virus to have full freedom of the country. It won't need a visa like all those harmful immigrants who do terrible things like work and live. No, from this week the Conservatives have kindly said we see you, a parasitic agent that preys on the vulnerable as just like us and so welcome, enjoy the fruits of absolutely everyone else's labour except ours. Credit to the health secretary and Uncle Fester the early years, Sajid Javid, though, because one of the complaints about this current government is the lack of conviction in their own policies. Yet, just days after insisting there's no risk-free way to tackle COVID, and if we don't lift restrictions now, then when, Javid went all in and caught COVID now instead of later, trying to get in before it's too popular, I guess. As he's double-jabbed, the Saj said that thankfully he only has mild symptoms. Phew, that is lucky. Everyone who's only single-jabbed is so pleased for you, Javid, and I'm sure just knowing that the health secretary is only feeling mildly shit is what's going to keep them going through many days of horrendous illness. Javid is now self-isolating and working from home, much to the relief of any of his staff who will now have a lovely week. It does, though, mean that he can hide under a duvet as restrictions are lifted, and if anyone demands he makes a statement about why now everyone in the UK has COVID twice and there's a new variant that causes your knees to fall off, his kids can just answer the phone and say, sorry, he's on the bog. If Javid has it, that means everyone he's been in contact with is going to get a ping, but luckily for the Prime Minister and regular star of Dr Pimple Popper, Boris Johnson, and the Chancellor and brief character in Return of the Jedi Yak Face, Rishi Sunak, they didn't have to self-isolate because they were part of a pilot testing scheme that made them exempt. It is really funny how a randomised pilot scheme that hasn't been confirmed to have started yet selected two neighbours who just happened to be in major positions of governance. Whatever he does and whatever he is, Michael Gove was also selected the other week when returning from Portugal. I mean, what are the chances? Well, I suppose you can do anything if you put your imagination to it, right? Housing minister and one of those bits of furniture that no one quite knows what it's for, Robert Jenrick, was sent to all the TV shows to say that the Prime Minister and Chancellor will still be able to work, but they won't be able to socialise or mix with their families, which almost sounds perfect for Johnson. I mean, if he could just find a way to not do any work as well, then he's basically on holiday. Jenrick insisted the pilot scheme is being trialled by 20 organisations, including Transport for London, but TfL have said that isn't true as they've had nothing confirmed yet. Yes, it is typical for them to have had delays beyond their control, but it mostly just seems like this pilot scheme hasn't even got a plane yet, let alone taken off. 
But everyone else still has to self-isolate for 10 days if they've been in contact with someone who's positive. With COVID, that is, not just weirdly happy about the state of things. So I would keep clear of them too, as to be honest, they're clearly not okay. Due to getting pinged, loads of train services have been cancelled or delayed. There are worries at supermarkets about food shortages as staff are having to self-isolate at home, which I just think is a shame because there's a real future for supermarkets where you can't find something that's right in front of you and a drone flies an iPad to your face and a staff member in their own bath at home sighs and says it's next to the beans, you fucking idiot. So, obviously, people were very angry that Sunak and Johnson were doing things their own way. The opposition parties were able to roll out the one rule for them, one for everyone else bit, which is now such a common occurrence, I'm amazed the Conservatives haven't adopted it as their party slogan. And so, within hours, there was a U-turn, and suddenly the Prime Minister and Chancellor weren't doing a trial that they definitely weren't doing already, but were pretending to, and were now going to self-isolate too. With Johnson being so concerned about following the rules like everyone else, that he started his self-isolation at 10 Downing Street, and then continued it all the way to Chequers. Turns out they'd only actually considered joining the scheme and decided against it, but you know, only after telling all the press they were part of it and Jane was sent out to confirm to everyone and looked like even more of a tip than usual. It's so nice when the government do something because they've realised they've been caught out and actually everyone thinks they're a bunch of arseholes, rather than, you know, making the right decision in the first place out of the goodness of their hearts. I think it's always heartening, though, when populists realise that they've done something very unpopular and can't really work out how to deal with it. And the self-isolating sham happened only days after the cabinet found out the public prefer footballers to politicians, so it's been a double whammy of a week. Of course footballers are more popular than politicians. That should have been obvious by the way supporters of politics don't wear face paint. That's usually just left to racist MPs like Desmond Swain. After the England players criticised the government for pretending to be disgusted by racist abuse, despite all of us knowing that's exactly our Home Secretary and the only person who thinks Saw is a rom-com, Pretty Patel, warms up Home Office staff ready for the week. After that, Boris Johnson vowed that online racists will face a football ban for up to 10 years. Which seems like a really tricky thing to install, not least as stadiums are going to have lots of trouble trying to stop grey blobs who answer to a call of random numbers. It's all Johnson has though, isn't it? I mean, rather than actually doing anything to stop racism or apologise for all the racism he's personally done, he has to just insist that something will happen that he hasn't actually thought through, and now if it doesn't work, that'll be your fault for complaining about it. Similarly, in his speech about the plans to level up part of the country last week, he didn't actually include any solid policies to do any of that. Instead, he waffled on about strong leadership being the yeast that lifts the whole mattress of dough, the magic sauce, the ketchup of ketchup, which is an upsetting insight into what his bedroom must be like. No wonder he needed help redecorating. Johnson said he didn't want to devolve too much in case the loony left took over, which are big words from a reject of the loony tunes. And then he mainly reassured rich parts of the country that they won't be made poorer as a result of levelling up other areas, presumably because all the rich people will be given new ways to launder money in the poorly built flammable luxury flats that will pop up as part of it. Of course there's no solid policies for levelling up. The Prime Minister has no idea what it means and just thought it sounded good as he heard it on a game that he gave to one of his kids to play, so stop asking him questions about where he was going that late at night with all those rolled up banknotes. Johnson has only ever tried to improve living standards by leaving his wife and kids or getting someone else to buy him wallpaper. So it's only ever doing what he thinks people want to hear, which is why our restrictions in England have been reduced again today to almost nothing, even as epidemiologist and man best known for doing a Hancock even before Matt, Neil Ferguson, has warned that 100,000 cases a day is inevitable and 200,000 is very, very plausible. Well, it's nice to have targets, right? The Balearics have been popped back onto the amber list, meaning people heading there will have to quarantine when back, but this is mostly because infection rates have soared thanks to British tourists bringing it over. I mean, let's be fair, everyone catches something when they go to Ibiza, so really this should have been put in place years ago. 
France has now been added to a special category of its own, the Amber Plus list, which should really please French people as they often like having exceptions just for them. This brand new category means travellers won't be able to get insurance if trips to France are cancelled and even double jab people will have to quarantine on return. This is thanks to the Beta variant, even though we currently have a ton of Delta variant in the UK, but I guess no one likes having to go back to an old bottle once you've seen all the fancy features of the new one. But look, we've got freedom now, that is all that matters. Not the same freedom as politicians who can make up rules whenever they like, ofs. But it doesn't matter as you, you there with the freedom, are now able to go out and get the virus in even more places than before. And if that doesn't prove that freedom is contagious, then nothing does. Leader of the opposition and what if they made Metal Mickey without any character traits, Keir Starmer has decided to focus all his energy this week on condemning the government's relaxing of restrictions. Ha! No, of course I'm joking. Instead he's expelling 1,000 Labour members because what better way to gain votes than by telling the people who do support you to fuck off. He says the members are from four groups with poisonous beliefs about toxic extremism, which are obviously not allowed in the party, unlike Peter Mandelson who has actual venom he secretes from his fangs, or Trevor Phillips who's just straight up racist, so that's fine and it's should appeal to swing voters. Starmer says he will sweat blood to win voters' respect, but I think that's just going to make people find him a bit icky, to be honest, and probably call him an ambulance. The Government Commission National Food Strategy was released last week, but Johnson has little interest in the proposed tax on sugar and salt, despite his war on obesity. Knowing how his other plans go, the war will just involve lining the streets with cakes and pushing them through letterboxes, all the while telling people it's up to them not to eat them. Maybe it's because a tax on sugar might mean the government's wine cellar would end up costing even more, with £73,000 of taxpayers' money a year now being spent on it, an increase of £26,000 from 2019. So it is really nice to know that MPs do have something in common with the British public, namely in the way we chose to deal with the pandemic. I do think if we found out that all the government were constantly pissed, it really would explain a lot. And lastly, and definitely also leastly, Nick Nat dribbled on by a dog, Nigel Farage, has announced a change of career. He's now going to host a show on GB News, which is great as it means that we can now be sure to avoid him by continuing not to watch that shit show and be relieved he won't pop up and ruin something else we're actually enjoying on another channel. GB News fired a presenter last week for taking the knee, saying it was a breach of their standards, which is a big surprise to many as we didn't think they had any based on the rest of their programming. Really, they just shouldn't have told people, as with an average of zero viewers, no one would have seen it happen anyway. The channel said the appointment of Farage will increase their viewership, which is probably because he'll record it and watch it back every night, so that's a 100% boost. Farage says he certainly won't be taking the knee, but aside from it being because he's for all the racisms, especially when tired, it's likely because he's not managed that much physical movement for 30 years and it'd snap all his ligaments, which the channel can't afford the insurance for. Yeah, freedom! Uh, I'm guessing there's no way you're actually hearing this podcast this week as you'll be too busy at 40,000 people raves, snogging everyone in sight and never ever washing your hands ever again. I've started gigging again uh, and I'm going to be spending at least four days a week travelling into central London by tube, talking to over 100 people in a windowless room in a basement and then travelling all the way back home on the tube. So yes, I am feeling super confident about it all and I'm not at all worried that I'll only get two to three days into the run before getting ill or pinged or both and not getting to any of the others. Freedom! Freedom! Woo! Freedom! freedom so uh yeah look, it's a super quick uh podcast this week uh, because i've got to remember what jokes are and how to do all of that jazz um it's also the, the last one before a summer break basically i've got all the gigs i've got some actual paid writing for some exciting things i'll tell you about at some point uh, in your life and uh, of course all those raves i've got to go to so what that means is that this podcast will be back um either at the end of august or the beginning of september or in two weeks time when we go into lockdown four and all of my work is cancelled um what that means of course is you've got several 
several weeks without my voice in your ears. I, I will probably do some bonus episodes. We'll see how that goes. Um, but mainly, there's a whole lot of time that you've got now uh, probably to enjoy your lives, but also maybe to give this show a dandy review on Apple Podcasts or similar. Tell everyone you know to subscribe in preparation for its return. And, you know, patreon.com forward slash bro and all of that. Join it. Join it. Send me money. What I'll be doing uh, during that time is not watching any news and really enjoying uh, not being constantly depressed by it all. And also, I'll be working on changing this here sound beast uh, for its return. So hopefully in September, or August, two weeks' time, it might be slicker, there might be some new bits, uh, something will be different, or chances are much higher, it'll still be exactly the same as I'll just forget to work on it. And look, it's so hot, I can't really do anything right now. I'm not going to lie, one of the other reasons we're stopping, or I'm weird, who's weird? It's just me. One of the reasons I'm stopping this week, um, I've got to put my big headphones on to record this. And let me tell you, my ears are like oceans of sweat. Um, it's basically my ears are like listening to uh, if, if you put like a seashell up to my ears it'd be like wow that is the sound of the sea so anyway um that's that not much else to say this week um apart from just how absolutely gutted i was to hear that the wonderful wonderful dawn foster passed away last week um i, I only got to meet her a couple of times but i was a absolutely massive fan of her fearless political writing um and listen i'm saying this I'm, I'm saying this on the show this week because if you've never read any just go search out dawn foster's writing now and read all of it just go read all of it she was a truly excellent person would probably put uh, opinions in that other people were afraid of the backlash uh, of saying um and i think i know i know you always hear that about awful people like, oh they tell it like it is um but dawn actually did really tell it like it is and sort of point out real uh, awful elements of politics and, and things that need to change um and uh, and in the most beautiful, brilliant writing too. So um, she died very young last week because of complications of her illness, and it was a real, real gut punch to hear that. This stupid year, hey, oof. So anyway, I'm just saying this. Uh, you probably know of her. You've probably read her stuff, but if you haven't, I'm mentioning her name um, because um, you know, in honour of her memory, uh, the, the least I can do is tell you to go and find some of what she did right and uh, read it. Right, and that is it. Um, thank you uh, for listening to what's been nearly every single week since the Christmas break. I think I did have a two-week period, didn't I? Because I was going slightly bonkers. But other than that, uh, it's been nearly every week since Christmas. And then it was nearly every week since the summer before that. Um, and it's been during a period of mostly not fun news to make fun of. Oh, it's been great. Um, if you're coming to any of the Frankie Boyle gigs I'm the support act of over the next month, and I haven't obviously been made to self-isolate and can't do them, then do say hello from a distance, obviously. Um, or maybe I'll see you at Camp Festival. I'm going to be there too. Or one of the other places I'll be attempting to tell jokes if I remember any of them um, while I want all of this to go even worse just so everyone hates the government even more it would of course be much better if it didn't and the Covid just decides to go away we can hope can't we so I very much hope you'll stay safe I hope you have um, a Covid free and well summer and I hope you enjoy the shit out of it because last winter was about 8 months long so I feel like we deserve at least a bit of this season uh, you know just a, just a bit of a summer okay. Oh, uh, when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. 
Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Before I go. The NHS is safe in our hands. Conservative government after Conservative government have bleated. The thing is, there's a chance that that is indeed true, but the big problem is it's rarely in their hands as they keep selling it off to various companies who promise that they'll hold it properly, but they don't support the neck or they drop it on the floor because they were distracted by shiny money. The health and care bill passed its second reading in the Commons last week, and as you can probably expect, the only care within it is that of making sure it'll allow more tendering of NHS contracts to private companies, and the only element of health there is how thriving those companies' bank balances will be as the public health service deteriorates. When the bill was announced, its purpose was to support recovery from the pandemic in a way that will support the NHS and lead to direct benefits for patients. But in reality, the legislation looks like it'll be as supportive as, say, deciding the best way to help someone who's exhausted by their workload is to fire them. And in terms of patient benefits, I've got a feeling that's just their way of saying various insurance plans might come with a loyalty card and once you've had seven operations, you can get an eighth for free. So that's the selling point, that it's to support the NHS because, as we know, the pandemic knocked it for six and will again after Monday and then again when no one in the government learns anything and by the time we're in our 56th lockdown, there'll only be two nurses and a vending machine left. Thing is, though, 11 years of austerity has left the NHS like this, so really the plan should be to pump money back into it rather than say, we'll give money to all those other dudes to do all the work instead and then they won't pay tax and then the NHS will be even worse off and then we'll pay these other dudes to do all the work instead and then they won't pay tax and so on and so on and so on until the NHS is just one receptionist called Clive who isn't even allowed to do anything except rotate at 45 degrees in a circular desk every hour. There are lots of the bills that aren't great, to put it lightly, like how it ignores the staffing crisis apart from needing the health secretary to publish a report on the workforce every five years if, if they can stick around that long without snogging an aid or catching Covid. The bill also allows the health secretary a lot of control over local NHS decisions, which seems silly as Sajid Javid can't possibly know what local areas need more than the people working and living in them. Plus he tends to run away from areas where there are problems, so I really can't see it ending well. But the big scary bit is how it will remove transactional bureaucracy and set aside bureaucratic rules. You know, the ones that haven't been there while Matt Hancock gave contracts to anyone who LinkedIn suggested he might know. Integrated care boards will be able to award contracts for healthcare services of unlimited value without any tender process to private companies. The same private companies are able to be members of these integrated care boards and you can start to see why this will become a revolving door that someone shat in and it won't stop spinning and spraying poo everywhere. There's been creeping privatisation in the NHS for decades now, but this is no longer creeping. This is big fanfare privatisation time where before you know it, the only way you'll be able to get a rotation plasty is if you turn up to a theme park car park where some zero-hours workers with a sledgehammer checks if you've got a Virgin Media broadband subscription, as if not, you can only get the first 20 minutes of operation for free, followed by a taster reel of what the full procedure would feel like. There are lots of campaigns against this, but if you've got the energy, then do write to your MP to say how concerned you are about it. Weownit.org currently have a position. You can sign at their site, as does everydoctor.org.uk. Failing that, maybe teach yourself how to do a series of important medical treatments so that you can survive without dying at the hands of a Serco temp because you said you were there due to acute liver failure and they just tried to put a bow and some big eyes on your organs. <laughs> 
And that's all for this week's Partly Political Broadcast podcast. And in fact, uh, this season's, not this show has seasons or series. I suspect it'll just sort of keep happening until things are either so good that there's no need for humour anymore as we'll be too busy being fulfilled by the joys of life or until things are so bleak that you've all got so bored of jokes about having to eat rats while Elon Musk orbits the earth shouting pedo at random people via a giant loud hailer. Whatever the case, it's now time for a summer break, but this show will return in four to six weeks with probably some mini-sodes in the middle depending on what happens in the news. In the meantime, if you fancy telling others about this weekly screaming you tune into, or maybe even use the times you would have been listening to type up a quick review on Apple Podcasts or similar pod-happening places, and even join the Patreon or Yeet Cash at the Kofi or Acast supporter site too. Ever thankfulness to Acast, my brother last sceptic, and Cat Day, and of course, all of you wonderful listeners. And this will be back, I said that pro- properly sincerely. There was, it was properly sincere, I promise. Definitely sincere. This will be back in September when Covid is so rampant in England that it becomes the most popular party and ends up winning elections and running the country, with many agreeing it's still an improvement to the previous one. Bye! This week's show was sponsored by Freedom! <laughs> Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.